Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. We're here for an impromptu podcast just to celebrate the big news. Novak Djokovic has set a new world record, 311 weeks at number one. We're here to talk about the great man himself. How are you doing, JG? Yeah, very well, mate. And obviously, we've been waiting for this to be happening for feels like the last few months now. It's been in the horizon for a while. It's yes. finally happened. Novak Djokovic, 311 weeks, just overtaking Roger Federer, who, to be honest, I thought it had been a really difficult uh, sort of record to beat when he set that. Yeah. Novak Djokovic, wasn't, it wasn't difficult for him. And now it looks like he's going to be the one who's unbeatable. I don't really see anyone coming close to him ever again, personally. Um, we obviously don't know what's going to happen in the future, but... To be able to do 311 weeks and counting, remember, people who don't remember, counting. don't even consider to the fact that he's still old number one and exactly. this record's still ongoing. And to yep. be honest, the way it is right now in the current climate of tennis, I don't really see anyone taking that from him anytime soon. Mate, no, I totally agree. I think that he is the man to beat on tour right now. He is uh, the youngest out of those big three. And there's probably no, well, there's definitely no one else who can compete with him in the current game. Sampras isn't going to come out of retirement anytime <laughs> soon to come and challenge him. So looks like it's Djokovic is to extend for as long as he can. Can he just stay at the, at the top of the game? Uh, and maybe get it to 400, let's say. I mean, that would have been an incredible number, wouldn't it? I think he can do it. I think 400's unbeatable, personally. So if he can if he can reach that um, landmark, it would be epic. Because you've got to take into consideration, you can talk about future generations as well and how we might have that one player who's super do- dominant and sort of wins everything. It's always, uh, obviously, world number one for a long amount of time. The problem is, I just don't know if it's going to happen. I really don't. There's going to be injuries for these players. There's always going to be spells where you drop off from world number one. To remain at that level, would you say it's one of the biggest barometers of success in the in the in the men's game? 
world number one status. Or I know people say it's always down to grand slams, but for me, I think mm. how long you can be at world number one. That shows a lot. That shows an awful lot because it's the mental toughness to be able to do it over a long period of time. And yeah. you're, not just that, it means you're also fighting off new competition all the time. The likes yep. of, say, a Medvedev, Dominic team, all these new players coming through. Uh, he's not just done it in the previous era. He's doing it in this era of tennis too. Exactly right, mate. Uh, it's one of those things that definitely should be brought into discussion when uh, talking about the greatest players of all time because... It's one of the hardest things. It's one thing to get to number one. It's another thing staying at number yeah. one. That's that's the hard thing. You've seen how this little... Mate, let's summarise it nicely. Players. There's so many players who, for them, when they start tennis, their goal would be to be num world number one. I saw yep. Djokovic speaking when he was eight years old, on eight, seven years old or something. I don't know if you've seen the interview. It's quite funny. Um, he's just a kid and they asked him, what, is, what does he want to achieve in tennis? And he goes, I want to be world number one. And it's like, that is always a big thing, I think, to be able to say you've achieved it. And most players, they'll happily yeah. retire having one day. They'll take one day, world number one. And for them, that's a huge achievement. They managed to get to the top of the men's game. To be able to do it for 311 weeks is insane. It really is insane. You've got to give right. a massive congratulations to Novak Djokovic to be able to do it because it is just crazy numbers. And people in the chat, shout out to everyone here. I know Sean was saying that. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Maybe you'll see it before me. He said, let's get to 400. Yeah. I can't see the comment anymore. It's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's still there. Sorry, I'll just bring it up there. Yeah, that's what Sean's saying. Let's get to 400 uh, Djokovic for sure. I think he's more than capable. Uh, and like gaming uh, is saying there, he said he'll focus more on the slams now. Uh, it's what, an interesting thing because he's got this record now. Now he has the chance to try aim at the next record, which is the slam record. And I think he's... Well, there's the two components to this whole GOAT chat, isn't there? I know we did a podcast the other day on it. If you've not checked it out, uh, go have a look. It's, it's pretty good one. We had uh, John Silk join us as well. Um, we didn't go into too much information on statistics, but it was just a bit of fun, to be fair. So go check that out. And yeah, I don't know. It's just going to be really tough for anyone to get close to 311, I feel now. And well, the two things are... The Grand Slam titles and weeks at world number one. Djokovic, part one, I think he's he's done. He's got the yeah. weeks at number one. I don't see Nadal or Federer Pick. ever 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 really getting that. Nadal no. certainly not. Federer's not going to get back to world number one, is he? No, exactly. Well, we never know. We never know. That's that's a good question. Let us know in the chat, guys. What do you think? Can Roger Federer get back to world number one? Obviously, he's returning. He's playing in Doha in the coming days. Are we going to see the best for him? Well, exactly. This is one thing that uh, we're going to wait to see. For me, I personally don't think Federer is going to get anywhere close to Novak Djokovic ever again in his career. I think uh, Novak has it, had his number before, and I think as the years go by, it's just more and more lopsided it's going to get. Uh, I think this week's at number one cannot be uh, overlooked in the in achievement for greatness. Uh, I know that we had inter well, we heard interviews with obviously someone like Stan Wawrinka, and he was talking about weeks at number one. Uh, he was he got compared to Andy Murray. Obviously, they both have three Grand Slams apiece. He said he doesn't consider himself in the same bracket as Andy Murray. He says Andy Murray was world number one, mm. uh, and that is that is the sort of level uh, Vavrinka is able to produce that uh, sort of quality tennis. Not on such a consistent basis, but he's managed to do it and win three slams. Yep. And that's why looking at Djokovic to be 311 weeks. That is Andy Murray to get there just for, I think it was just even a few months, just Andy yeah. Murray's there. And it was an incredible achievement. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But this is next level. 
And uh, I don't know if it's ever going to be beaten because he's going to stretch this out as long as possible. Uh, and if he's only focusing on the slams, uh, I think that he could, well, I already said on the last podcast, I think he could get to 25 grand slams uh, by the end of his career. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I think you overplayed the whole Djokovic grand slams. I think he's going to, there's a good chance he's going to be the guy who reaches the most. We spoke about that on the last podcast we did. It's still a big ask in terms of, I think Rafael Nadal is going to be the one to just do something spectacular, like he has done so many times in his career. People saying he's only going to be winning French Opens. He's going to be the favourite in them. Um, yeah. I fancy him to take another... I think he's can nick a, uh, maybe a Wimbledon or a, or a hard-court tournament. People call me crazy. They call me deluded. Let's just see what happens with that. That's for sure. Yeah. For me, let's talk about. Yeah. Let's not talk about the other other big two in this situation. Let's talk about Novak Djokovic because he's the one who's got the record. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've got, you've got a little graphic there which sort of shows it. There we go. Most weeks at world number one. You've yep. got Federer there, just 310. Sampras, 286, Lendl, 270, and Connors, 268. So yeah. the only two active players are number one and two. The big question we did speak about, we just touched on a second ago, is whether Federer can ever reach world number one again. I agree mm. with you, mate. I just don't see it ever happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's more or less impossible it's, for me. It's like asking, do you think uh, Serena Williams is going to be world number one again? I think she has a better chance than probably Roger Federer, to be honest. Because I mean, for him, we was debating whether he can even nick. I know we use the word nick, like nick a grand slam again. Yeah, that would be. be like a big sort of uh, smash and grab scenario if he was to nick a Wimbledon. If he was to do that, that still wouldn't mean he would be world number one because no. there's other players who have done probably better throughout the year. Exactly. Most probably a Novak Djokovic who's won another slam and a Masters here, there and everywhere. So Exactly. And world number got- one's a lot t- tougher to get to than, say, the odd grand slam. Well, I think that you've got to take into consideration the older these players get, the less tennis they're going to be playing as well. Federer is not going to be playing every single week of the calendar year to try and get all those points. He's probably going to just try and get another slam. And that's going to play into Djokovic's hands at just maintaining weeks at number one. And uh, he's not not going to get close to that top spot again for me, Federer. He can try and get another slam, sure, but that's going to be tough in itself. At Wimbledon, Djokovic sort of has his number. Uh, on hardcore, he definitely has his number. Uh, I, and on clay, I don't know. It's obviously Rafael on the Dow's to lose for me. But, yeah. it, but a- I think Sean says exactly what you said. Federer won't play enough. He could go the whole year unbeaten and still not play enough to reach world number one. Exactly yeah, that. Um, even if he nicks the odd tournament here and there, it's not going to be enough for him. So really, it's Djokovic's record to to lose in a way. He's just going to try and set a crazy benchmark. Whether he can reach the 400 or not is another matter because that's a that's a long, long time. But I personally think that's going to happen. I think he's going to reach that 400 landmark and then that's going to be the next thing for any new tennis players coming through. The future world number ones, when the big three do retire, that's always going to be the benchmark. Can we reach the 400 uh, weeks at number one? And then obviously, can we reach the however many grand slams out in the, in, out in the lead? Probably about 24, 25, like you said. I think the next record that Djokovic is going to be going for too as well, obviously at the end of 2020, he just equaled Pete Sampras's record of ending the year as world number one six times. So he'll be looking to do it again 2021. He'll get that record as well. He'll be seven times end of the year number one finishes. So he, he did that, obviously, because that tournament he went out to a Sonego. For me, going out to Sonego, he'd sealed the deal already. So... 
I think uh, he'd done he'd done the hard work. He took a little relaxing end of the year, I think, for me. Yeah, I think with that one though, the difference with that one is Rafael Nadal. I know he's was a bit shaky in the Australian Open. That's not really his tournament. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He still looked pretty good in that event. Um, and granted, yeah. he lost the semi-final. We can't rule him out of this whole discussion to finish the year uh, world number one. If he takes, it's going to be some Masters now on clay. If he takes them titles, if he takes Roland Garros, has a good run in Wimbledon. You never know, mate. US Open. There's still plenty of tennis where he's got a good, good, good uh, record at where I would love to see him be able to do it. Yeah. Um, so th- to end the year of world number one, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Djokovic is going to be the world number one at the end of the year. I think Rafa Nadal is going to be close. Um, but let's just see how that one plays out. Well, for me, I don't think... Well, you saw the predictions at the beginning of the year. I think I had Rafa Nadal down in third and yeah. I had Dominic Team overtaking him. That could even be now brought into a question because now Daniel Medvedev is going to be taking the second spot now. Mm. So, But let's focus back on Novak Djokovic. We're here to talk about this guy and his great achievement. We don't want to talk about the rest because they're sort of uh, falling by the wayside. Uh, we want to have a look at the n- other graphic there that we've got, which shows the stints that he had at num- uh, number one, which is quite incredible. First getting there in 2011 and uh, maintaining it for a whole year on the first mm. occasion, which was good. Uh, and then on the second occasion there, 5th of November to the 6th of October, still like an- another year again. It's very like <laughs> even, isn't it, in terms of... Aside from obviously the 2014-2016 sort of dominance there, was that 122? Yeah, weeks, 122. Which is like double, it's like two years, isn't it? But aside yeah. from that, he was just doing years in a in like a little spell. And yep. then you can see there from 2017-2018, I think that was, uh, well, he wasn't able to get the world number in, one in, there. I think, was in, I think he had some injury uh, problems in these spells where you see him falling off as well. So... I think it's credit to him. He came back from like the elbow injury and he came back into the top of the game again. So, and there you see, uh, February 2020, all the way up to now. And I think he's probably going to be taking it. Uh, it could be until the end of the year again, if I'm, if I'm perfectly honest. Well, that's the next question I wanted to ask you. You can see there, what, 53 weeks, 48, 122, 52, 36 and counting right now. How far is he going to go? Uh, you've got Sean here saying the big hurdle for Djokovic is to win the US Open because uh, then he would be world number one for six months after that. The next yeah. three would be dropping points and have too much to defend after. So what I want to ask you is how many weeks do you think he can claim this world number one? And is he going to get to 400 in this visit? Well, that's the, that's the big question, isn't it? We've got Medvedev chomping at the bit, trying to uh, get in there. But it just depends if he starts turning up in these tournaments. So we saw him just fall out uh, to Dusan Lajovic in the first round, his first matchup of the last tournament. And uh, if he does the same again in this tournament, it's just going to be looking like he's going to be heading into clay court season, which is not his favoured uh, season or part of the season, rather. And uh, that's not going to push him any further up the rankings for me. He's never won at the French Open, so that might continue. Uh, for me, I don't think Medvedev's his biggest threat. I think probably somebody like Dominic Team if he gets a run going, if I'm honest. because Are you talking about in terms of taking number one? Yeah, I think if he manages to... If- Team manages to pick up another Grand Slam. Maybe. So you're disrespecting Rafa altogether. You don't think don't he think, is his think... biggest competitor for the world number one spot right now? I, d- I don't think so. 
No, I don't. That's why I had him at number three at the beginning of the year. That's why I think he finished this end of the year number three. Mm-hmm. I had Dominic Team being the closer runner. but I think you've had some recency bias. There's a bit of recency bias at there, in your opinion. I think you need to see him. Watch, wait for Rafa Nadal on the clay, which is going to be happening soon, and then see how confident you're going to be about your same opinions then. Because there always seems to be the way. This sort of period, just after the Australian Open, all the Novak Djokovic fans, they all come out. And they're all sort of saying how he's going to be... No one's ever going to be able to beat him again, in essence. I'm obviously over-exaggerating it. But it seems to always go in the same cycle. This time of year, everyone's talking about this. Who's going to beat Novak Djokovic? We did a podcast. Is he going to go the whole year unbeaten? Um, This is kind of always the mood about this time of year. We have the French Open, and then everything kind of changes a little bit. And then the Rafa Nadal fans come out. (laughs) It seems to always be the same. Then we go to Wimbledon. Djokovic does really well at that. And there yep. we go. The Rafa Nadal fans go away. And here comes Djokovic. So I think that's yeah, but- why we're going through this phase right now. But you still can't disrespect the fact that Rafa Nadal is going to do well. He's going to have a good year this year. And I still think he is his number one competitor uh, to Novak Djokovic. I know you can say team and Medvedev, they've been beating Nadal more recently. However, I just think the big three are the big three for a reason. And um Rafa Nadal, he's shown time and time again, people saying with injuries and his age and other <laughs> things, all these haters and people going against him saying he's finished, he's this, he's that. He always comes back and bites him in the butt. Anyway, so. anyway, let's not turn this into the Rafa Nadal show. I know you want to, but let's go turn this back to Novak Djokovic and talk about the greatness of this guy, what he has achieved and uh, what he's going to still achieve. For me, I think... Uh, he's won one slam already. For me, there's two more in, within his grasp uh, this year, Wimbledon and the US Open. Uh, he got to the final of the French. He still has a chance of the French. Uh, imagine if uh, Rafa gets knocked out by somebody else. I don't see it. But if he did get knocked out by someone else, like a Soderling, a random person who comes in and knocks him out, then Djokovic becomes the favourite in the tournament. Maybe team, but Djokovic, he'll be in the final. If Rafa's there to meet him or not, it's Djokovic's then to maybe lose. So you just got to look at those sort of... And he would love us another French Open. You know out oh, all yeah, of them. Oh, yeah, massively. He's Probably been, more than all, the, all of them, to be fair. Yeah. I think if he could pick a Grand Slam right now, he would take a French Open. Yeah, mate, I think he would love to have a second one. Just get that little... Another one, just to seal these GOAT debates, just so that you can say, look, come on, I've won... I haven't just won. Like, Rafa's won one Australian Open. He can be like, come on, I've got two French Opens now. There'd be more arguments for him saying I'm the greatest. So yeah, we go. Gaming agrees with what I'm saying. I think saying the spring height—that's what you call it, the Djokovic spring height. We yeah. have it every spring. Um, it's never going to change. It seems to always be the way. As long as he keeps winning these Australian Opens, we're always going to have this spring height. Um, so that's why with what you say, I think it's a bit of recency bias. I always hear the same thing all for a year from the same stuff, and then everything always changes around as the year goes on. So let's just see what happens. Um, Indeed, there's another but... thing here which I find quite interesting. Let me know what you think about this. And Go that's on. 12 Travel 21 saying Kyrgios is going to beat Djokovic at Wimbledon this year. <laughs> I like I like your uh, thinking. I mean, Kyrgios has the ability to beat anyone if he actually managed to keep consistent tennis for three sets. Or even Djokovic at Wimbledon? I don't see it. I don't think it's a very good prediction. But uh, I think he manages to take a set off Rafa there, but it's still not enough even against Rafa there. I mean, that, yeah. these players... You've got to play your best tennis for three whole sets and you've got to wipe them off well, the court. Well, best of five, isn't it? It's a yeah, bit but, different. Yeah, but exactly. And it's near on, near on impossible to get past those big guys. So for me, Novak Djokovic is going to be the favourite. 
Rafa's going to be the favourite of the French. Djokovic is going to be the favourite of the US do, Open. One thing I do hope we do see is a Kyrgios Djokovic uh, matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of um, ego on the line in terms of both players are going to want to win to the to the yeah. death. In terms of, I don't think Kyrgios we're going to see that sort of uh, lazy, um, uninterested player, which we can see sometimes. He's going to be pumped. He's going to be up for it. He's got a point to prove. He's, give, he's dished out enough hate on Djokovic, a lot of which I don't agree with, I want to add. I think Kyrgios has been a bit bored, sitting at home, looking to dig at someone. And he's just looked at, well, the best player right now, world number one and four, he's an easy target. The media get onto him too. I'm going to just jump on their back and maybe I'll get some fans from doing that. I don't like what Kyrgios has done there, I must admit. And me, I'm the first to say that. I think it's a bit no. childish and just stupid, to be fair. Uh, for me, Novak Djokovic wipes the court with... Uh... Uh, Nick Kyrgios. I think Kyrgios is good for a set, but it was once you get worked out by he's the best returner in the game. Like, Wait, you do realize the head to head between them. I don't think, yeah, yeah, Kyrgios I know has a favorable head to head. No, I know he doesn't have a head, but you're talking about Wimbledon as well, though. Yeah. yeah, you're not talking about on hard courts and you're not talking about in two sets. We're talking about in a five set match, which Djokovic instantly is your favorite. And instantly, being at Wimbledon will be the favourite. So, Novak, you saw, there was all hype around Aslan Karatsev. He was wiping everyone off the court. He came up against Novak Djokovic, and he was like, yeah, all that hype, uh, that's not real. Look, this is how you actually push you around the court and force you into a straight sets loss. And he just proved there is a method to beating these players. And he'll just show you. He'll up his level. So, for me, bit of a, I, that was a bit of a lesson just learned there for uh, everybody that, all this hype around these players, it's nothing when you come up against the big dogs in the big moments. And you've seen it oh, time and time again. Especially best of five matches as well. And that's why I find it yeah. a bit disrespectful when you're sort of dismissing Rafael Nadal. Uh, a lot of people are sort of agreeing with the things I'm saying with the cycles. I think you would agree as well. You do yeah. definitely get a cycle in tennis where you have different fans sort of come out the paintwork at different yeah. times of the year. <laughs> and right now is Novak Djokovic's time. So it's quite fitting that he's got these 311 weeks at world number one. Um, in March, beginning of the March. That's perfect, really. Perfect. Um, and then Sean, he, he's a big Djokovic fan, but he agrees as well, saying, um, let's see if I can find I can never find his comments. It's so weird. I know. He's just can you see it? Well, Djokovic, he's saying that Djokovic was done after the French Open final. Yep. And now Nadal is done after losing <laughs> just three sets, which broke his 35 straight sets <laughs> exactly. record. Exactly. And recency point. bias is so big. He's like you said, yeah. thanks for that, Sean. 35 sets in a row, uh, Nadal was, was up until that point. Let's not get too much on his back in Grand Slams. I think oh, no. he's going to do just all right. I think he's actually going to have a really good run in Wimbledon as well. My um, point, and French Open too. My point is, if he meets Novak Djokovic at any of the other slams, I don't think he beats him because I think Djokovic on hard court, he hasn't beaten him since 2013. And uh, in Wimbledon, I don't think he'd uh, stand a chance either against Novak. So that's that's my reasoning for saying, I'm not saying Rafa's done, dead in the water. If Djokovic goes out, then probably Rafa wins. Then that's the honest truth. But, but for me, the big thing you said is you don't see is Rafa Nadal as the biggest competitor to the world number one spot at the end of the year, come the end of the year, to to um, Novak Djokovic. You see either a team or Medvedev as a bigger threat to him. I thought I thought Dominic Team. I wouldn't say Medvedev had him fourth. I believe okay. in my selection. So Dominic Team. I thought Dominic Team because he can do it on the clay. And no, the reason I included Medvedev is the fact that he's now pushing for yeah. number two. If not yeah, number yeah. two, I'm not sure. I, I think the just the clay and the hard together for me. I think that that's a, a if he manages to perform well at the French team this uh, this time round, and because he's not going to have the Grand Slams back to back this time. Yeah. 
I think you could see him pick up quite a lot of points and you could, he could be pushing people close, I think. Yeah, so, fair enough, mate. Oh, there's a uh, Battersea dog zone going on down your end, yeah, mate. mate. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> the Huskers are out. The Huskers are out. They're going nuts. You have to go anyway. and round them up. <laughs> Let's wrap it up there. We just wanted to do a quick one to speak about Novak Djokovic. Indeed. What a brilliant achievement it is for him. Uh, he does definitely deserve his own podcast because it is remarkable to reach 311 weeks. And I do yeah. see it just keep going, to be fair. Um, whether he finishes the year world number one, I think me and Ben disagree on it. I think Rafa Nadal's going to run him close, but let's see what happens. Okay. I do agree that he will reach the 400 landmark and that is going to be the big target for the next player coming through to beat. Um, and with regards to Grand Slams, that's just hot enough, I think. I think that's right. going to be a really, really tight race. And I can't wait to see how it unfolds, mate. I think we're so oh, lucky right. to be able to do this podcast, cover all of this tennis as right. it's happening. Because the tennis we're seeing in these next few years, I think it's going to be written in the history books forever. And it's going yep. to be looked at as maybe one of the most critical parts in the, the new era of tennis. May I think at the end of this year, you could see some very, very interesting statistics. Don't forget... I uh, saw in the comments as well. Uh, sorry, I can't remember who brought it up. Obviously, with the ending the year at world number one, he wants to take that record off Sampras. Obviously, the world tour finals as well. He is level, mm. I believe, with Federer, isn't it? So yep. if he wants to take that record as well. So you could see a big Djokovic year. If he used to take three slams or something this year and then take the world number one and then take the tour finals, mate, this is going to be a Djokovic party uh, over uh, Christmas, I think. Yeah, number one here. Um, Michael saying Novak wants to be the world's oldest number one. Ah, I think Federer's got it right now. He got uh, it against Robin Harsa. Yeah, Fed was the oldest, 33 versus 36. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Remember, we spoke to Robin Harsa and he said yep. that he was part of that match where Federer became world number, the oldest world number one. So, yeah, interesting stuff, anyway. But yeah, let's wrap it up there, shall we? And yep. uh, we'll catch you guys uh, on one of the uh, future pods we've got coming up during the week. We've got a couple more coming up. But if you haven't liked this video yet, hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed to Game to Love and join the GTL family, make sure you do so. Join our Discord. It's in the link in the description below. And we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, make sure you give us a like, guys, to congratulate your man, Novak Djokovic, 311 weeks and counting. See you soon. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.